0: i'm david and this is all bad things i'm just reduced to noises at this juncture that's okay
2: and at some point in the podcast we will be joined by special guest tax season raquel i'm
0: sure within like 30 seconds she
2: will make an appearance
0: (laughs) she's making an appearance in everyday life now.
2: (laughs) But follow- we have we have some oh I'm sorry. Oh follow
0: us into Twitter, Facebook at all bad things pod, email slapbadthingspod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Yes.
2: We have some exciting news that happened this this past week.
0: We do. Yes. And today from when we're recording. <laughs> yes.
2: Today on February seventeenth.
0: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you like to share?
2: Well, we is? were we were on um we were on podcasts we listened to,
1: mm-hmm.
2: hosted by Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on his show, and it was the first time either of us had been interviewed where our job was not on the line.
1: Yes,
0: a non-job <laughs> interview. Yeah, it was really fun. It was very fun and super conversational. And, oh my goodness, is Jeremy just the nicest person? He is, yeah. Like, we hit it, it was off a good with him time. really well. Mm-hmm. He was so nice. Um, so very please, cool. So
2: please listen to his podcast. Yes. Uh, which is... Uh, podcast we listen to.
0: Right. And they also have an excellent... Or he also, uh, surrounding his pod, has an excellent uh, Facebook discussion group uh, slash community. I think there's over like 25,000 people in it. Is it really? It's huge. I didn't realize it's that. It's really massive. Okay. Um, And such a good source, if you're a pod fan, which I mean you're listening to us, presumably we're not the only one you listen to, but maybe, who knows, Um they they have some really great uh, discussions and excellent suggestions literally people have been like i'd like i'm looking for a podcast about 16th century um, Cambodian literature. And like 20 <laughs> Somebody people. Somebody has one. <laughs> 20 people will answer with 20 different podcast suggestions. Like yeah. the, the crowdsourced knowledge of that group is amazing. Our surrounding podcasts. So I really recommend
2: it. That, that's the fun thing about podcasts too is whatever you're into. Mm-hmm. There's something. There's either a podcast or a YouTube show or... It, yes. It's it's out there somewhere, right? Whatever mm-hmm. you're into, mm-hmm. even if you're Army Hammer. Oh
0: god! <laughs> wow.
2: There's probably podcasts for that too. Jeez,
0: he's into some weird shit too. Now, uh, not kink shaming, but when you. I was I was going the, to ask, is
2: is this in the realm of kink shaming? Because well, I think it might be. The
0: problem is that he was asserting his uh picadillos or whatever onto people who were not asking to participate and over whom he was uh displaying manipulative and abusive power. So it's not so much that he's into cannibalism. <laughs> 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 as a thing, it's more we, we we
2: have actually covered cannibalism on our show, yes,
0: we have. Um, for survival, not yes, for we have. not for uh not orgasm, for, but not for the hell of it. yeah, um, but it's more that it was coupled with like abusive behavior and uh harassing and assaulting behavior. So,
2: I what I just got out of it, and I, I, obviously, I'm not a woman, so I, mm-hmm. I don't have the same perspective. I just got out of it that's just really fucking weird mm-hmm. and.
0: Well, if you're not into people it, are, yes, people, and
2: all all of us have weird shit that we're into that we don't.
0: Well, and the thing is, like, yeah, it's fine to be into some weird shit if you want, but you you just need to, if you if it involves a partner, you need to be very clear to make sure that they're okay talking about it, they're okay participating in it, you know, enthusiastic consent is uh very very important. So
2: for you future cannibals out there, oh, just. Just put it on the table. Did you? And have it
0: mm-hmm.
2: with some, well, no, I'm not going to.
0: A nice Chianti?
2: I, I'm not going to. No. Some fava
0: beans and a nice
1: Chianti? I was going to
2: drag it into something else, but I'm going to, I'm going to, we're going to go off okay. that topic. Okay. And because of Jeremy's show, mm-hmm. uh, I ordered some El Yucateco hot sauce.
0: Oh, very nice, a sponsor. Yes. Yeah. You said it was sounding really delicious. It is. Right? Uh,
2: the flavor is chili habanero. Okay. And it's, and it's like 60% heat. So I'm like, Ooh, okay, like just, yeah. a, just enough.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a person who enjoys a kick. Yeah. But not so much you burn off your tongue.
2: Yeah, not, not, yeah. not anything overwhelming.
0: Sarah, my sister, loves like. If she can't feel her mouth, that's a good sign. She yeah, just loves that's, that yeah. level of heat. I'm not so much. No. But yeah, we'll have to try it and we'll have to tell mm-hmm. Jeremy, especially if we like it. Yes. You know, he need to... I'm sure we will. Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, there's not a... It's hard to have a bad hot sauce. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's like pizza. Yeah.
2: It's like there really is no such thing as a bad pizza.
0: Well, you but, could put pineapple on it. That is that true. That might be a... But um, that's
2: not bad for those people.
0: Controversial statement. Statement for some people, but... Um, I wanted to, I did remember, so I'm not fully tax season, Raquel, I remembered <laughs> to look up the names of Quinn Quincy's podcast and Shelby's podcast. Okay, so I, nice. Because I, I flubbed it last week. So uh, Quinn Quincy's is, I'm so sorry because I still, I've asked you a thousand times, Quinn Quincy, Is, is that go is, by Quinn or Quincy. Is that the
2: name of the podcast?
0: No. And... <laughs> And, and you've told me, and I still don't remember, so I just call you Quinn Quincy to cover my my bases. Anyway, hosts spooky husband mystery tour. Oh, with his husband, like very lovely. And then Shelby, uh, his uh, I got the premise of his show right. The name of his show is Eighties Pop Tops.
2: Oh, okay. The uh, the top ten chart from the eighties. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. I do need to listen to that.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's really right up it, your alley. <laughs> I'm sure it'd be fun
2: just to know who was in the top ten in mm-hmm. February of
0: 1981. Yeah, very
2: specific, right? Like uh, <laughs> yeah, each because there each was a part. weird there was a weird hangover musically, well, culturally also, well, which that usually go hand in hand, right? Between the late 70s and the early 80s, there mm-hmm. there's there was some weird stuff in there.
0: It's the very tail end of disco, right? Mm-hmm was like 79 and
2: and kind of the the uprising of like alternative rock and prog yeah. rock and stuff like that they're mm-hmm. like i mean like genesis and journey were originally like prog rock bands. yes
0: journey's first album was complete <laughs> yes. prog mm-hmm. it, you wouldn't know that you would, if you listen to journey's first album you wouldn't know you would
2: not album. think they would go on to record a song named similar, wheel in the sky yeah
0: <laughs> similar to fleetwood mac you listen to their first album it's like a straight blues album Uh, And then they went horribly downhill, but that's just my opinion because I'm not a Fleetwood Mac fan. People who are Mac fans are big Fleetwood Mac fans. There you go. Um, I'm in a band with, like, four of them. It's a little (laughs) annoying, but. (laughs) Um, So so
2: what do we have on deck for our topic?
0: Oh, well, let's, should we talk about what we have on deck for beer first? which drinking?
2: I'm having Birdsong Brewings, uh, Jalapeno Pale Ale.
0: One of your faves. Yes. And I am a little closer to home. Haw River, which is out of Haw River. Yes. <laughs> uh, Haw River Farmhouse Ales. This is Beneath the Feet of Orion. <laughs> Orion. Arrah. Beneath the Feet of Orion. Orion. <laughs> oh, <Arrah. laughs> look up in the sky. It's Arrah. the stars of Orion. <laughs> it's a carrot and ginger look, saison. <laughs> Imperial rye saison. Brewed with fresh carrots, local ginger root, and toasted cumin seed. It's it's good. M- it, may I try? Yeah, it's very subtle. All of those things are very subtle.
2: <laughs> and if you'd told anybody even ten years ago that carrots, <laughs> cumin, and, and gin, uh, local ginger root, and local ginger root would be in a beer, they would've been like, well, why, <laughs>
0: why, <laughs> why? <laughs> the local uh, or the national local beer is more the thing. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's just it's a mm-hmm. saison. I, I don't necessarily I, taste those individual I, things. I
2: enjoy a good carrot beer. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. they do put a lot of like fruits and veggies in their beer that's <laughs> true all right yes topic 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 guess what I did what did you do research in the middle of tax season yeah. I fucking did research I don't even do that no you don't <laughs> <laughs> Um. but look I'll get to that in a minute Um. the day this episode comes out is a specific disaster anniversary.
2: Okay. Yeah, you In mentioned justice. this.
0: Mm-hmm. February 22nd.
2: It's February? I um, I have no idea.
0: I don't think it's... It's certainly not one I would have pulled out of the thin air either. Um, so, but I uh, realized it a while ago, and yeah, I was can, like...
2: Can I get a continent where this took place on? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Tax season well, continent.
0: No, here's the thing. We're gonna get into this. Oh. It's on technically on a continent that some geologists are arguing should be considered an eighth continent.
2: I've never heard of that. What? Hmm. Where?
0: Uh so technically, it's in the continent of Australia, I believe. Okay. So.
2: So we need Do you another know what country. <laughs> I'm guessing it's Australia or New Zealand or one of the other ones
0: no I, I, I gave you a little ice.
2: <laughs> I, I, I'm not reading your cues You I'm said sorry.
0: Australia or New Zealand mm-hmm. so which is it?
2: I guess I'll go with New Zealand
0: yes <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought you were like oh there's I thought you were like no another country oh. there is another country right?
0: No it's it's, it's just Australia it, oh, and New Jesus Zealand. Jesus Christ now I'm gonna make a fucking fool of myself. I believe the I continent the re- of Australia right. is Australia and New Zealand.
2: I thought there was another one.
0: I, I Now you're putting me on the spot. I don't know technically what continent like Indonesia. <laughs> no, I'm just sounding so fucking Yeah,
2: ignorant. Australia, you need to get your continents in order. You need to make it more simplified <laughs> like North America where one of our countries has 50 states.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How easy could it be? Yeah, it's not that hard. Come on now. But we'll get into why New Zealand maybe should have its own continent. Um, but can you think of a major disaster that happened in New Zealand 10 years ago?
2: My, <clears throat> excuse me. The first thought in my head is a fire, like wildfire.
0: wildfire. Mm-hmm. Good guess. But no, as soon as you hear this, you'll know. Okay. This is the story of the 2011 Christchurch earthquake.
2: Oh, gee, yeah. You remember this?
0: A little bit. I mean, it's, bit. it's literally just, halfway around the world.
2: Again, I just know it's something that happened.
0: Right. We're geographically yeah. very far removed from it, but it was a major event, mm. like a n- global news sort of event. Because mm. it
2: wasn't common for Australia to get that, am I correct? No. Yeah. No, no, I no. Don't... You're not correct. Oh, I'm not correct. And we're not okay. talking
0: about Australia. <laughs> we're talking about New Zealand. Well, the, <laughs> the continent
2: of Australia. Okay. The country of New Zealand. No,
0: it is extremely common. It is okay. Earthquakes are, and we'll get to that.
2: Okay, maybe I'm thinking of something else.
0: It's okay. So on February 22nd, 2011, an earthquake rocked Christchurch, New Zealand, killing. I want to take a guess. Uh,
2: 137 people.
0: You didn't horribly Samsonite it, 185. Hey, that's that's mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm.
2: That's very non-Samsonite of me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and injuring hundreds, potentially thousands of others. There's different uh accounts of how many. So Main sources for this. <laughs> I had like two pages of source links, but Becca Carter Hollings Inferner Limited. Uh, the podcast Collapse. Uh, I didn't listen to the podcast. I just looked at the website. But shout out to our Kiwi listener, Steven, for mentioning this on our group, uh, Facebook group. Because I was already starting to um, research this, but he brought this up because it's around the anniversary that they, they're doing a pod, I believe, like... Maybe today or next week, the, um, the last episodes are like a limited series hmm. about one particular aspect of this uh, whole disaster, which we'll get into. GNS Science, The Guardian, Live Science, The New York Times, New Zealand History, The Otago Daily Times, Reddit, <laughs> Explain Like I'm Five, Scientific American, N Z, uh, Sydney Morning Herald, U.S. Geological Survey, and Wikipedia. So, um, so yes, I'm, I'm coming out of my taxis and cocoon, (laughs) hibernation, whatever. Uh, because I thought, I was like, we can't let the 10th anniversary, like our pod is coming out the day of the 10th Mm -hmm. anniversary. Um, I was like, I don't want to let that, that slide by. Um, I also really fucking love New Zealand and kind of wish I lived there. Except for this part of it, but we'll get to that. Um, because New Zealand seems like a very cool place. They have a kick-ass prime minister and have contained COVID. <laughs> it's kind hey, of a paradise those are, right now. Those,
2: those are all pretty damn good things in today's modern world.
0: Yes, it's kind of a paradise. So um, I do feel guilty <laughs> that because I'm doing this research in the middle of tax season, I feel like it was a little rushed. I do feel like this isn't as good a job as I could have done on it. However, I also feel like um, I balanced the two. Like, I weighed my two options. Like, kind of let the anniversary pass and and cover it down the road a little more thoroughly. Or just go ahead and, like, cover it. Sit. Like, if it didn't fall literally on the day that our pod releases on a Monday, then like I, I may not have, but I just thought it might be appropriate. So um a couple of disasters from New Zealand have piqued my interest lately. So we'll be revisiting New Zealand. I think we've only been here once for a uh, pike mine. Uh is that the only time pike we've, done we've done a mine.
2: New Zealand disaster?
0: I believe so, although Erebus I believe took off from New It was Zealand. either New
2: Zealand or Australia. I feel like One it was New Zealand. Yeah. I'm
0: not... Oh, that was a long time ago. Because they were
2: flying over Antarctica.
0: They were flying to Antarctica. Yeah. That's correct. Um, so uh, I think they took off from New Zealand versus Australia.
2: But the, the Pike River Mine thing, we may have mentioned it before. I, I don't remember if we did or not, but they reopened investigation and allowed investigators to go in because it's It's just safe for the first time in a long time.
0: Well they're just trying for the first time in a long time, yes. So basically it was uh there are people's still in there. Mm. I mean bodies still in there, right? Um, It's
2: strictly recovery.
0: It is recovery, but that's important because for a lot of people well that's a that's a a unique topic, isn't it? Like, the idea that um, if you knew that your loved one's body was somewhere, like, to drive to recover it, I can kind of understand that. Because sure. it would probably feel very much like you were abandoning them, or mm-hmm. that people were abandoning them, or, or whatever. So, yes, uh, Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister, specifically made a point of... I think it was a campaign promise of hers and she, that she's followed through on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, imagine that. Um, apparently, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> um, apparently, she also like uh, there's multiple reports of people uh, like getting on a flight in New Zealand and being like, oh yeah, there's Jacinda like in coach with everybody else, and oh, she's just right there. Which is pretty fucking awesome. I just think New Zealand is like this magical Hobbitland. I don't know. I <laughs> basically, America feels like a dumpster fire. <laughs> and New Zealand is looking really, really good. So anyway. They should
2: make that into a campaign advertisement. It's you're, The world's magical hobbit land.
0: <laughs> sure, they fucking hate that. That's what do. it's known for. I was, they're, they're, like, they're
2: like, yeah, we've already been there. <laughs> like Peter Jackson, he's like, we... Yes, like, we that. We, they're like, we sent him to you. Mm. We don't want him back. <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> so, very quick geography corner and history corner. Of course, New Zealand is a country comprised of two islands off the coast of Australia. Uh, the country of Australia. Uh, so, two islands. One's kind of in the northeast and one's in the southwest. Uh, and probably, if you had to name two cities in New Zealand, what would they be?
2: The only one that I know is Auckland.
0: Well, and what about where we are today?
2: Did you already say?
0: Where this earthquake took place? Yes.
2: Oh, the oh, I, I see. I keep thinking of it as like a like an actual building, not a town. Mm. You said church. You said Church Christ. Christchurch. Christchurch.
0: And we'll get into why it's called that. Yeah. But you're not far off. Yeah. So yes, Auckland is the most populous city. It's the in... capital,
2: right? Sure. Yes, it is.
0: <laughs> Boston <laughs> is the capital of New Zealand. Yes, it
2: is. Boston, the New Zealand. The correct
0: answer to every capital is it, it's Boston. Is Boston. Boston is the capital of New Zealand. But
2: if you say that to somebody who grew up in New England, Boston, as any capital anywhere, is the correct
0: answer. <laughs> like it's valid to somebody, <laughs> yes, right?
2: Yeah. Boston, New Hampshire. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> so Auckland is the most populous city. Christchurch is the second most popular city. Auckland is in the Northeast Island and uh, Christchurch is in the Southwest Island. So the South Island or the Southwest Island, it's called South Island or in Maori, it's called Tehueponamu. So I realized, sure. uh, cause I'm also wanting to do research on this, on another New Zealand disaster. I realized that I was one of the people who pronounced Maori, Maori, <laughs> M a o r i, but there's a line over the o. It's actually pronounced Maori. Maori. Uh, and uh, anyway, we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, so the third most populous, uh, just an FYI, third most populous city in New Zealand is Wellington, which makes oh okay, ring about too. yes, I've mm-hmm.
2: heard of Wellington. Yeah.
0: So Christchurch is located in the region of Canterbury and has a population of about. 400,000.
2: That's pretty big. As
0: the second populous city, most yeah. populous city, what do you think for context? What do you think the city of Raleigh population is that we live in?
2: The city of Raleigh I think is like around like 320,000, something like that.
0: 475,000. Oh, okay. We live in a larger city right. than Christchurch.
2: But by population. But comparatively because I think the whole country of New Zealand is what like 5 million people.
0: Bingo! Oh. You fucking nailed it. That is it so on that is, the head. Yeah. Well, well, uh, well, approximate, but still. So that's yeah. just
2: under a tenth of the population lives yes. in one city.
0: You're right that like uh, it's all about relativity. We're, we're, this
2: we are not even the largest city in our own state.
0: No, Charlotte <laughs> by a long shot. <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, you are absolutely right that that's that's kind of the thing, right? It's it's all relative, mm-hmm. and you're right that it's it's gaining on ten percent of the. Population. There are
2: five million people in South Carolina.
0: There's just 10 that, million people in Raleigh. But I'm just saying. North but I'm just
2: saying for context, because mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. somebody bringing that up, like what the, and I looked it up, like the population as of I think 2018, was in five South million. Car- South Carolina was five million. Here was just like it was 10.5 million. Yeah,
0: North Carolina is like 10. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we
2: are the 10th most populous state in the in the union. I didn't union. know we
0: ranked so high. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay.
2: And only going to grow.
0: Wow. Um, Speaking of large states, uh, we're recording this while Texas is apparently freezing to fucking death. Yeah. Jesus Christ, guys, stay safe. Yes. We have a lot of Texas listeners. We do. And I am so fucking sorry that your government, our government is corrupt in the United States, but that your state government is so corrupt that they privatized the grid and that is killing you. (sighs) And I'm sorry you're having to live (laughs) through a future topic. Uh, That really fucking sucks. Um yeah, that that's a little mind blowing, but is it really?
2: Anyway, Alright, moving New Zealand. Onto a New Zealand earthquake.
0: Dallas, New Zealand. Dallas. <laughs> or Houston. I'm not Fort sure Worth.
2: which is
0: the, I don't even know which is the the capital of Texas. Is it Dallas or is it Houston? Or is it Austin? It's uh, it is Austin. 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 Yeah. It's Austin. I, I was didn't even... gonna say
2: it's neither of those. Oh, God.
0: So going back to Austin, New Zealand. <laughs> Raquel is very close uh, to appearing. I think
2: Raquel Raquel has arrived.
0: Maybe. So, interestingly, New Zealand was one of the last major land masses to be settled by humans. Maybe not surprisingly because it's so remote and (laughs) island-esque.
2: Well, I I know why it's settled, which I have a feeling you'll get into. Really? Yeah. That's where England sent their prisoners.
0: Oh no, it's Australia, I believe.
2: True, but there was some. Yeah, there's the whole Australia thing. But no, no, no. no. Let's
0: let's go through this. Okay, so (laughs) let's go through my research, sir. (laughs) Like the rest. Let's go through
2: my version of history.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I was gonna say drunk history, but I've literally had like two ounces of beer. This is like the rest of New Zealand. The first known people to populate Christchurch were the Maori people, specifically. The Iwi... Or, sorry. The Waitaha Iwi. And Iwi is like a people group or a society in Maori. The Maori name for New Zealand is Aotearoa. And the Maori name for Christchurch is Otatahi. I'm sorry.
2: I've practiced practiced these before. I'm not even going to try.
0: But I have to say, so I watched a couple of YouTubes on Maori pronunciation. And they... The Maori language is beautifully simple and practical. They they have five vowels, just like uh, it's very, it's in very, English. Uh, it's
2: very phonetic.
0: Well, it's it's With very rules based, mm-hmm. so uh, it you know it has a e i o u. Um, if you put a line over a vowel, it makes it long versus short, and it only has ten consonants. And actually, like it. yeah, it's actually eight consonants and two consonant combination. So it has H, K, M, N, P, T, P, R, T, W, W, H, and N, G. That's it. And then the vowels. And then the lines. um And every, every time I learn more about other languages, the more I realize how fucking complicated English is. Sure. And just, oh, Jesus, yeah. All languages for... have their own complications, They though. do, but English is, I think, broadly yeah. considered to be there extremely are, difficult.
2: There are four different... Um, spellings and meanings just for the word too.
0: Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Um, so in the same as it ever was file, New Zealand was colonized by the British. Huh? Uh-huh. Did
2: that happen?
0: <laughs> and Otatahi was promptly dubbed Christchurch in honor of Christchurch, two separate words, part of the University of Oxford because how else could the colonists reach maximum Britishness?
2: Well, and I also think it was Christ's dream to dominate Earth.
0: I mean he except said that. It, except it wasn't. He said that in <laughs> Matthew six twenty seven. <laughs> he said <laughs> Well, he did say the meek will inherit the earth.
2: <laughs> that was not the case with the British at <laughs> no, this time. They, they super were meek. They, they were not meek. <laughs> not they were not particularly meek. They were pretty they were pretty fucking far from meek, okay?
0: So, um, uh so yes this is uh, Christchurch in the region of Canterbury. So Catsbury. extremely British sounding but ha- all the M- Maori names too. I'm guessing um, somebody
2: in Canterbury get the heap pulled.
0: <laughs> so cute. I love your I love your little like expression after you said that. I love how he-a-pooled.
2: they say, I love how they say hair and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am a big fan of Australian and New Zealand dialects. Accents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, dialects, you're right. Because it's just, it's, it it's, well, we're Americans. We're, we just get very tickled <laughs> by other heard, things. We've heard our
2: dialects. There's nothing <laughs> it's really, not,
0: it's not great. It's not
2: a whole lot of sexiness <laughs> going on. In some places, sure. But for the most part, not really.
0: What's your favorite American accent?
2: Um, favorite? Uh, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's hard, right? Mm-hmm. All I, right. I
2: guess in a funny way, the the American slash Canadian accent, but that only I exists. I do like
0: a northern, I like a Midwest accent. But that
2: only exists on, like, uh, really just along the border of Canada, and that's it.
0: I'm kind of a fan of the Midwest <laughs> accent, actually. I think it's kind of cute. It's cute. Oh, All right. Oh geez. jeez. So, this is not our first earthquake. In no fact, I went back and checked, and guess what? We have done nine episodes on eight wow. different earthquakes. Oh, okay. I didn't uh, know we'd done that many. The Boxing Day Tsunami in 04 was a two-parter and was technically Jeez, an earthquake. That's
2: right. We did do that. Mm-hmm. My God, I forgot we... I, know. I completely forgot we I did know, that right? one. right? <laughs> Jeez.
0: Okay, so... <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. So I'm not going to go all deep diving into plate tectonics, but I am going to talk a little about earthquakes in general in New Zealand. So for a relatively sure. small country... I guess
2: I didn't know they had them there.
0: Oh, my goodness. Just wait. Uh, So... New Zealand is not a huge country by landmass, right? Or by population. population. Um, It is 75th. It ranks 75th in terms of landmass of countries in the world.
2: That's like right in the middle.
0: So it's around, well, number for number, yeah. But it's around 270,000 square kilometers or about 104,000 square miles. It makes it a little bit smaller than both Italy and Ecuador and slightly larger than the UK. Okay. So just for like okay, context that's interesting. for landmass, sure. yeah. Um, uh, but it is located along the notorious Ring of Fire mm. in the Pacific. So we've talked about that quite a bit in previous episodes. Uh, so what New Zealand may lack in size, it makes up for in fault lines. Uh, specifically, the Australian plate and the Pacific plate meet smack dab in the middle of the country, forming a strike slip vault. And I've got a, a little map here, a wee map. This is the line of the plate, oh wow, it goes
2: right through, and it.
0: that's where Christchurch is. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very close. It basically cuts across the northern part of the Southern Island.
2: I'm guessing the red here means it's a little more active than the blue.
0: Oh, I think that's just showing the different um, plates, but I'm not positive. Oh, okay. Interesting. I'm not positive on this. Case. It, it's literally You see all just, the volcan volcanoes there?
2: It's just sitting right on a fault line. Yes, basically, just or, like Los Angeles and San Francisco.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Yes, but we're gonna get to that. So, uh, I don't remember if we specifically talked about strike slip faults. We've talked about subduction, which we is have. when one plate slides under caused, the other.
2: That's what caused the 89 San Francisco earthquake. Okay.
0: Do you know what a strike slip fault is?
2: Uh, I mean, I from the name of it, mm-hmm. I have an idea, but I'll, I'll let you go It's
0: ahead. It's horizontal movement, like sliding that's, past yeah. each other. That's what that is. And that
2: seems like it'd be a lot more friction.
0: Well, I mean, it's different. Yeah. It's just a, it's just a, none of it is it's good. Just, it's just, it's just not good. <laughs> none of it is good. Yeah. Don't live
2: in Christchurch.
0: Oh, <laughs> no, don't say that. Or
2: Los Angeles or San Francisco, apparently. Don't live
0: anywhere in the world. <laughs> don't live anywhere. Basically, you could, you could eliminate everywhere <laughs> in the world as a possibility for life.
2: Go yes. live in Buffalo.
0: <laughs> How the fuck would you live in Buffalo? Exactly,
2: I was just... <laughs> They don't get earthquakes there.
0: <laughs> so, this is all a super simplified ex- explanation because it's not like there's just a single fault line. In fact, geologists have identified about 100 separate fault lines, mm-hmm. 100 near Curiosity. because well, they're
2: all interconnected into literally into the Earth's crust. A whole system. Crust and mm-hmm. it's, yeah.
0: There are four big fault lines. I think
2: off of South America, they have a, a similar fault system.
0: Yeah. So they have, there are four big fault lines in particular that are near Christchurch, comprising what's called the Marlborough fault system, and it's a B-O-R-O-U-G-H, not after the cigarettes.
2: <laughs> but you'll want to have one after one of these. So things Christchurch hits.
0: is like right there, mm-hmm. and then those that's the that's the Marlboro and yeah, there's just system. all. Yeah. It's like arteries. Yeah.
2: It is. Mm -hmm. Arteries into the earth. Venous, sort of, yeah. That's a good way to put it, actually. Mm
0: -hmm. So another extremely interesting part of New Zealand's subterranean character is that geologists have posited New Zealand is actually the visible part of a mostly submerged, definable continent in its own right.
2: That's not surprising.
0: That has been dubbed Zealandia.
2: Okay. That is surprising. And
0: this is Zealandia.
2: Zoolander? What? I'm I saying. know
0: that's what I was thinking. I was like a Zoolander. And it's all rainbow colored too in this <laughs> particular it is. map. But so you can see they've identified like very specifically how geologically mm-hmm. this uh, Zealandia really meets the characteristics of a continent and there's even a distinct difference between that and Australia as a continent. And some geologists have posited that, like, it should be named the eighth continent, hmm. which is really
2: interesting. That is. It also... I kind of get the feeling more now that I'm looking at this map. Uh, Zealandia mm-hmm. has a lot of coastline. I like coastlines. Wait. Zealandia has a lot of coastline.
0: Well, every continent has a lot of No, coastline. no, no. I'm just
2: talking about in, in these specific places. <laughs> okay. Like, like, there doesn't seem... Because it's so small, there doesn't almost seem oh, to be like I gotcha, a landlocked like
0: a huge landmass. Right. I gotcha. Like anywhere you are, it's within like, it's the like continent a continent. It's like if you because... grew up in.
2: It's like if you grew up in Nebraska, you might see the ocean
0: right. someday. <laughs> you have to travel really far. <laughs>
2: you But would. if you grew up
0: in Florida, it's all yeah, around. Yeah, it's just you. right there. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. No, or, I see what you or mean. Or where we live, it's a two-hour drive away. Mm-hmm. If you want to go see the ocean.
0: I see what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I have a feeling like wherever you are in Zealandia. You the, o- the, the ocean's, ocean pretty pretty like, two quick. hours away. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Another extremely <laughs> interesting part of New Zealand's subterranean... Car- uh, I literally just read that sentence. <laughs> Let me move on to the next one. So, uh, <laughs> it's not big. Uh, even t- the, the This Zealandia, even taking into consideration the underwater parts, it's just a little larger in landmass than the entire country of India, for reference. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. But it does... Like I said, technically, according to some geologists, meet the criteria of a continent. Hmm. So, at any rate, the faults on which New Zealand lies and its unusual underwater makeup results in the country having a long history of earthquakes of various magnitudes. An average of about 15,000 earthquakes are recorded annually in the country, though... Only about 100 to 150 are felt.
2: That's still too many.
0: It is. (laughs) It (laughs) is too many. You're right. That's way too many. That is the right (laughs) comment on that. So there's a a Wikipedia page that's called List of Earthquakes in New Zealand. It only lists what they call, quote, earthquakes with magnitude of 6.0 or greater, except for a few that had a moderate impact. Sure. They list... 67 such earthquakes in the 20th century, and then so far in the 21st century, 37. Jesus So the 21st century has not been good.
2: So from 1900 to today, 2021, so 121 years, 67, what did you say, 67 and 37? 37. Mm-hmm. So there have been 104, like
0: bad earthquakes bad earthquakes mm-hmm. in
2: 121 years yeah so
0: almost one year
2: you can just expect any given year and it's year. worse
0: than that in the 20th 21st century right way worse it's it's more than one year it averages mm-hmm. to gaining on two a year mm-hmm. so yes um and it's it's kind of alarming that in the past 21 years that have there have been more than half the number of major earthquakes than in maybe the entire we, preceding
2: century maybe we won't move to new zealand
0: well we'll visit there <laughs>
2: Maybe.
1: No, we'll definitely <laughs> visit
2: there. Please. love it.
0: All right. So, when I went to look up a list of earthquakes in or near Christchurch specifically, I found something really disturbing, <clears throat> which is a site called Christchurch Quake Map, which can be found at Christchurch Quake it's, it's
2: also the name of an indie rock band. <laughs> Christchurch
0: Quake Map. <laughs> Just try saying it three times fast. I, I will not. <clears throat> So they have a map of the 25 most recent earthquakes recorded in and or near Christchurch. I was expecting this list to go back a number of days. But as of February 12th, 2021, when I looked this up, the 25 most recent earthquakes went back eight days.
2: Oh, my God. Are you fucking serious? 25
0: measurable. Now...
2: Uh, Granted, not all these are receivable, right? But still, but
0: yes, seismic activity twenty-five in eight days.
2: Yeah, we're not living there. I'm not going there. (laughs) Sorry, New Zealand. No,
0: we're gonna keep going. But now, granted, yeah, like I said, there aren't high magnitude earthquakes. But I compared that to San Francisco and L.A., which are the two cities that, if you think of earthquakes in in, the United States, in the U.S., you Mm -hmm. think uh, L.A. and San Francisco. Um, So I looked them up on EarthquakeTracker.com. San Francisco had, at that point, 12 earthquakes in the past week, so only about half of what Christchurch mm-hmm. has, and L.A. only had three.
2: Yeah, we're not living there either.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, in terms of, for those of us in the States, if you're trying to, like, compare it to something, that's, it's, like, that's double your, it's, San Francisco. It
2: doesn't even compare.
0: Yeah, it's not really a fair comparison. Really.
2: Yeah. Wow. No, yeah, thanks. It's pretty wicked. No.
0: Um, so a quick and very specific side note about measuring earthquakes. Apparently the well-known Richter scale, which everybody's heard Mm -hmm. of pretty much, isn't necessarily the main scale used to determine the magnitude of an earthquake anymore. The formulae have been kind of tweaked and improved over the years and what's used now is generally called the moment magnitude scale so moment magnitude. Well, that
2: makes sense as technology Similar gets better vector, but
0: yeah mm-hmm.
2: you can assess things there might be a 4.5 earthquake, but it did all this damage.
0: Yeah fair to, enough. You know. So basically anything over an, an 8.0 or over is considered like basically catastrophic.
2: Oh fuck but yeah. that doesn't
0: mean something less isn't yeah. and, damaging. and they
2: happen so rarely. Like one that that's... The big one, yeah. right? hmm Yeah. They will happen, but...
0: Right. In all cases, magnitude scales have notable limitations because they measure scientific things like energy as opposed to, like, death toll, property damage, impact to nature, so forth. So, as I said, in the 21st century, seismic activity seems to have been kicked up a notch. And specifically, at the beginning of the 2010s on September 4th, 2010... At 4.35 a.m. local time, the region of Canterbury experienced a 40-second-long
2: wow. earthquake Jeez, that registered really
0: a moment magnitude of 7.1. No 1.
2: fucking thank you. No.
0: Now, uh, to... Now. 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 Uh to Inside joke. So fun. to I'm sure it plays so well. Uh, to put that into perspective, the 89 San Francisco earthquake was a 7.1. Okay. So, the quake occurred along a previously unidentified fault line. They found it because of this earthquake, basically. Um, and Can it had you imagine been, that like a, a
2: like a fault line erupting just exposes another fault line,
0: <laughs> right? Like, oh hey, like, we, we didn't just, know you were there. Yeah, Thanks we, for we telling just, us. We just can't get rid of you, right?
2: It's like it's like Mount Krakatoa. Just a,
0: yeah, it just a, keeps bursting birthing.
2: and then just. Oh, I'll, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna birth another volcano.
0: I'll just create a new that one that will
2: explode last year. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, dis- and it was theorized because we don't know for sure because of written history, but it was theorized that it had not ruptured or uh, there hadn't been an earthquake on it in thousands of years. Certainly not. in Yeah, it
2: showed history. up in the Bible, but all the names had changed. <laughs> Nobody knew exactly what it was, which if you lived 2,000 years ago through something like that, you probably would think it was God's wrath.
0: Well, that's the whole thing, there, right? There were, mm-hmm. a, a
2: seismologist didn't exist 2,000 years How ago. How else do you
0: explain a lot of scientific phenomena we yeah. don't know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, now, despite this being a big earthquake, n- there were no attributable deaths. During it, which is kind of remarkable. That is. Um, apparently, someone had a heart attack while it was happening, but it was not considered. Well, it was not considered part of the quote death toll sure. because they could not determine if it was a naturally induced heart attack or.
2: The, they couldn't determine whether a forty-second. Seven point something earthquake 7. made somebody 1, have a yeah. made somebody have a fucking heart attack.
0: Well, there are <laughs> there was, are coincidences. There are.
2: I think that might have kicked it in a notch, though.
0: Uh, two people were seriously injured by debris, and that's dozens ins- of more crazy. sustained ser- less serious injuries. That's nothing. I, right. Technically, like it was a lot better far than at, this one uh, yeah, that we're about to far, talk about. As far as, right, as a human about, right?
2: toll, there was no human toll. Not really. There were a couple Not of injuries. Really. And there that's was it. a
0: lot of property damage. Sure. That's for sure. There were widespread but power that only matters, outages. That only
2: matters in America.
0: <laughs> there were widespread power outages, busted sewer lines, lots of damage to buildings in and around Christchurch. And I have some pictures. That's why we have 20 pages of pictures this, uh, this week because this is all. Like within ten years, basically. So this was caused. This was a bridge that just it got torqued. Oh my
2: god! It looks like a. It looks like a roller coaster. Right. It Looks, does. Like, a it looks park, like a corkscrew. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: No, that used to be just a bridge. Yep. Wow. Um, the stuff of nightmares. This is.
2: Oh, the road the split crack in half. Of the
0: road. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what I always. That's my nightmare fuel for earthquakes. Is the earth opening? It, it is right? kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. And, Very. And
2: obviously. It happens.
0: It does happen, technically. I'm going to show you worse in a little bit. There are many circumstances that mitigated this particular earthquake. So this is part of why we're talking about the 2011 earthquake and not this one in more depth is um, because the one of the things is the where and the why really came into play. Uh, so even though this quake happened really quite close to a major city, to Christchurch, the epicenter was still about 40 kilometers or 25 miles west of the city near um, the town of Darfield, a much less populated and more rural area. So while Darfield definitely saw its share of property damage from the earthquake because it was smaller in terms of population, I think I saw it was like its current population is like 3,000, so it's like really a small town. Um, That probably saved a lot of lives. If it Mm -hmm. had been a more populated area, it would have been worse. Further, this earthquake happened in the middle of the night slash super early in the morning, right? Like about 4.30 a.m. So most people were in bed asleep, not out and about, not where they could have been uh, more injured. Um, And another factor, and really interesting one was the depth of the earthquake. So faults can lie... At different depths within the Earth's crust. And when an earthquake is relatively deep, it has the potential to not cause quite as much damage as it could have if it were closer to the surface. I saw, I read a, an article where a geologist was like, it's kind of like the difference between setting a bomb off t- like 10 kilometers away versus five kilometers away. Like it's there's the a, force field, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Force field is not the word, but um, well, I mean, kind
2: of. I mean, in, in this in this case, the the yeah. earthquake happened so deep in the earth that the earth's crust kind of prevented more
0: absorbed more impacts. Right. Maybe that's and that's probably not technically correct, but but yeah, like that idea, right? Um, now that doesn't preclude that deep earthquakes, uh, like they they can't be massively dam- damaging. For example, the uh, earthquake that triggered the Boxing Day tsunami of '04 mm-hmm. was almost 20 miles under sea. It was so that's right. really deep, and still caused all that destruction. So, like killing hundreds of thousands of people. Like,
2: but that one also set off like a chain reaction. Of, You're right yeah. that it
0: wasn't the quake; it mm-hmm. was the. But that's kind of always yeah. the case with earthquakes, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, the September 4th earthquake had been located about 10 kilometers, or a little over six miles, underground. Now, as big and scary as the September 4th earthquake was, what it was most notable for was the long series of aftershocks it spawned. The first two took place on September 8th, 2010 and October 19th, 2010. On December 26th, 2010... Boxing Day, literally six years to the day after the Boxing Day tsunami, there was another aftershock, which I would guess it was a little terrifying to the residents given the date, right? A little little creepy. And those aftershocks bled into 2011 with yet another one on January 20th, 2011 and all of these were around a 5.0 moment magnitude. And they were all building up to the main event, the mother of all aftershocks. So the earthquake we were about to discuss is considered an aftershock. It was not er a main earthquake. It was an aftershock of the September 4th earthquake. So on Tuesday, February 22nd, 2011, at 1251 p.m. local time, a 6.2 moment magnitude, 10 second long aftershock. Of the September 4th earthquake took place just outside the center of Christchurch, New Zealand. So since this was 2011, there's a fair amount of footage available, like especially CCTV and uh, cell phone footage and stuff like that. Uh, And you can and you can watch it. And it's kind of surreal. It it basically looks like some sort of demolition or bombing video because what you see is what happens to the buildings surrounding the area i watched a a clip where it was cctv footage and it's people there was two two main people like one person was crossing going to cross the street one person was ending their crossing of the street and going onto the sidewalk and so they were sort of kind of crossing paths but still a little bit distant at the time of the earthquake you literally see the building behind them start to collapse. Jeez. Oh, and the two people like literally sort of gravitate towards each other and kind of like hold on to each other a mm-hmm. little bit like like they're friends almost like oh my god what just happened because that's what something that horrible can do is is just be like hey here's another person we need to figure out what just happened and mm-hmm. just the the biggest thing that I noticed was just the stunned looks on everybody's face. It was really, and of course, because you're just going about your fucking day. You mm-hmm. are not expecting the buildings around you to start collapsing. No. And the earth beneath you literally start to shaking. It is pretty horrible. So I'm going to show you some pictures of what this earthquake did.
2: Oh, my God. I mean, it looks Nothing. like a demolition, right? Yeah. Nothing left of that. Well, you can you can actually see. Look at this. You can actually see like all the steel structure. Yeah, exposed. It's the masonry that came Mm -hmm. down,
0: right? Mm Mhm. Here's another. And just imagine how scary to go through that. Like those two women are hugging because it's just the most frightening. Scary shit. And remember that uh, um, crack in the road I Mm -hmm. showed you from the previous earthquake? Well, here's what this one did. Oh my god! It literally displaced the road up. The road, yeah. hmm mm-hmm. And here right. is kind of a wide shot of the center of Christchurch. Yeah.
2: It looks like something out of an action movie.
0: Yeah, it's, it looks like almost like a, a explosion cloud or a, mm-hmm. a fog or something mm-hmm. just descending on or come rising up from the city. That's
2: crazy. Yeah.
0: So we already know the spoiler alert of the death tolls and injuries. So the question is Previous earthquake, right? Forty seconds long, higher moment magnitude. This earthquake shorter, only ten seconds. when
2: there was technically a six point two
0: aftershock. Exactly, moment magnitude six point two. Um, so how did this earth, this aftershock do so much more damage than the than the previous uh, quake, the main event, so to speak? So the answer is essentially the exact opposite of everything that we mentioned about the September 4th uh, earthquake. So instead of being kind of a little bit set out like more near Darfield, uh, the epicenter of this aftershock was a lot closer to the second most populous city in New Zealand. The epicenter was less than seven kilometers or just about four miles away. Mm. Uh, southeast specifically of the heart of the city and that resulted in the worst damage being sustained in the eastern suburbs of Christchurch as well as within the city center the when was another factor so the first one happened in the basically middle of the night early morning this one happened at almost 1 p.m.
2: Sure, when everybody's middle of the day, right? Mm-hmm. On when a Tuesday, at work or on their lunch break, you're or exactly right. People are right. out and about.
0: You're exactly right. It was eh? lunchtime. Yes, <laughs> it was lunchtime. It was a work day. Um, so some people were, were like traveling to and from work for their lunch hour. Not only that, but this was near the beginning of the first term of school for New Zealand kids in public school. Mm. So, uh, school for public school in New Zealand starts in early or mid-February. So, okay. kids were literally just back in school. Also, kids were generally on their lunch break at this time, which made it a lot harder for schools to implement their emergency plans because those generally, like, when did you ever do a, a fire drill in school? It's when you're in your classroom, mm-hmm. right? Not when you're in Not the Not when you're at lunch, yeah. <laughs> Exactly, or on the on the playground. So yeah, it was it that made things a lot more chaotic. This earthquake or the aftershock was a lot more shallow too than the original earthquake. It was ta- it had taken place um about four kilometers or two and a half miles below the Earth's, uh, surface. So now the nightmare fuel part of this is that uh, this earthquake contained uh, or triggered a great deal of something that I didn't know existed. <clears throat> it's called soil liquefaction. <laughs> Do you know
2: what that I is? I d- have no idea. Neither
0: did I. Um, it is possibly more terrifying than it sounds. And like I said, like when I think of a, like the Hollywood movie horror earthquake thing, I think of streets splitting open, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this might <clears throat> now be a, a very close second. So basically when an earthquake happens <coughs> excuse me it can pressurize groundwater
2: that's not good no
0: so this it's highly pressurized good. water pushes apart soil particles until what you have isn't soil anymore but basically a liquid mm. it liquefies solid ground like your solid ground is now sinking sand. Um, And it can happen in an earthquake really fucking fast, like within a few seconds, a couple seconds. So that 10 seconds, no problem. Like that can happen in in just a few. And it happened a ton of it. So Christchurch sits on an alluvial plain. And what I, I'm literally going to read verbatim what I read because this is taxis and Rachel's, or Raquel's, uh, Uh, narration version. Now I had to look up way too many references to figure out what an alluvial plain was and explain like I'm five was no help but from what I can tell it's a floodplain, or like a really loosely soiled earthen place that's evolved over the years because of a long history of water that flows through it like rivers and shit. Can you tell it's tax season? (laughs) At any rate (laughs) the long and short is that Christchurch was really susceptible to this liquefaction because of how it was formed and when the ground beneath everything turns into liquid that is not good news so i'm going to show you some pictures of soil liquefaction in the christchurch earthquake
2: oh my god
0: don't worry it gets worse
2: Mm.
0: Ooh, where's the road we don't know it's It's literally dissolved yes it has just turned into water Wow. What about your car? Where's your car? Oops.
2: You've got to be kidding me.
0: Submerged into mud, mm-hmm. essentially. What about your house? Where's your house? Oh, never mind. My house and all my neighbor's houses are liquefied. Isn't that horrific? Is so cr-
2: it's creepy.
0: I didn't know that was a thing. No, and I didn't And I kind of wish I did <laughs> that was a thing. Earth,
2: you bastard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is... I've never seen this before. Not like this.
0: Right? I didn't know that was physically a thing. No. Remember when we were talking to Jeremy and we were like, there are some things we wish we didn't know?
2: Yeah, this is one of them. That were
0: physically possible? This, this is one of them, yeah. Yeah. So New Zealand is known to have some of the best building code in the world in terms of earthquakes because of its susceptibility.
2: That can't be true because we are the united states we are the greatest in the world at everything
0: except for regulation. You're kidding. No.
1: <laughs>
2: you mean to tell me after 40 years of fighting regulation like we don't have the strictest safest standards for How our public did that anymore? Happen? I don't know.
0: <laughs> so what i literally wrote is um Uh, Now, New England is... Sorry, New England. (laughs) Nope. New Zealand is known to have some of the best building code of the world over because of its susceptibility to earthquakes and desire to keep its citizens safe and the citizens' relative lack of rebelling for no good goddamn reason and crying fascism every time the government tries to enforce safety standards.
2: No they they no they don't decry fascism. They decry communism and socialism every time we try to employ safety standards. Oh,
0: we do, yes. Yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Oh, I'm sorry. I got my terms mixed.
2: People from New Zealand are just like, "Yeah, that makes sense."
0: They're like, "Oh, you want yeah. to keep us safe that yeah, sounds that, like good good idea." It's good. Yeah, we like it. <laughs> Imagine being so smart. <laughs> What must it be like?
2: I, uh, maybe we will. No, we will Maybe won't. we can no, withstand no, the earthquakes. I don't, I, I don't want to. <laughs> Which don't... is worse? I've been through the a tornado. I've earth. been through a tornado. That's not fun. <laughs> I, I don't want to go through an earthquake. I've never been through one. I've felt one, but it was like a 3.0 and knocked over like a couple of patio chairs, but like that's it.
0: Well, and it was like in D.C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a ways away.
2: Yeah, it w- wasn't literally underneath my feet.
0: No. So the problem is, even with the greatest high standard building code in the world, if the ground beneath a building is literally turning into a liquid... It just it doesn't matter. You can have the best foundation in the world, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's literally a biblical parable about building a, a house on sinking sand. So, this all led to, a, a, to catastrophic damage, not only to property, but of course to people. Most of the casualties and injuries sustained were due to the city almost literally collapsing around them. 185 people ended up dying as a result of the earthquake, with an estimated 164 severely injured, and hundreds, and estimates estimates vary between, like, 1,500 and 6,500 people like, being treated for minor injuries. Yeah. Obviously, it's hard to keep track of <laughs> those numbers. So in 10 seconds... Christchurch had gone from just a normal city going about its business to basically a war zone and rescue efforts began immediately local rescue workers were soon joined by hundreds of others from other countries along with teams of engineers <clears throat> and construction workers and members of the New Zealand military uh, in, the, in the immediate aftermath utilities were basically out right 80% oh, yeah. of the city was without power water service sewer lines everything was all disrupted a national civil defense emergency was declared by then-Prime Minister John Key for only the second time in New Zealand history. Wow. It's essentially like a federally declared disaster it's, area for us, but the nationwide.
2: Right. The nation over. It's, it's, it's you know? saying uh, fucking all, all hands hand,
0: on deck. Yeah, exactly. you got it. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly.
2: Like, uh, like, this is not something to fuck around with. Mm-mm.
0: This is, we need everybody. Yep. Rescue workers had to pull survivors and bodies alike from the rubble that remained of hundreds of buildings in and near the city. They called out to potential survivors and had to listen for signs of life, focusing efforts on anywhere that they heard sounds that could be made by humans trying to communicate their location. That's, that's one of the things, and I get to this a little bit later, but I guess I can mention it now, like how earthquakes cause multiple other disasters they trigger other disasters because we've covered just straight up building collapses that have nothing to do with earthquakes Mm -hmm. but this is an earthquake that causes building collapse um fire as we'll get to and and shit like that. water
2: lines get shut off Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's just it it causes all kinds of shit
0: it causes it's like a bombing Mm -hmm. it's really horrific it's really horrific Possibly earthquakes are getting up there with tornadoes for me in terms of like scariest natural disasters. No,
2: I think earthquakes are scarier.
0: I think they might be. Well, you can. They're more widespread.
2: Well, you can't predict. You can't sh-
0: uh, yeah, you're right about that.
2: You can predict when a tornado is coming nowadays.
0: Get it, warned.
2: Yes. Provided
0: everything's working correctly. Yeah, I mean, an
2: earthquake just yeah. fucking happens. Yeah, it but, does. I mean...
0: Sometimes they have... There, there are certain, seismologists
2: that can be yes. like, hey, we've noticed we've some activity, activity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's not the same as a weather report. But
0: even then, what do you do? Like, the, the September 4th earthquake happened, and then there was all these aftershocks. But What are you going to do? Fucking move? Like...
2: Yeah, you can't. Uh,
0: what, what do you do with that information? Well, think, think of a
2: city of that size and the yeah. amount of commerce that's there. You can't mm-hmm. just pick that city up and just move it somewhere else because... Or
0: 400,000 people. How do you just... <laughs> yeah pick them up and move them somewhere no
2: you just deal with it
0: yeah the largest concentration of casualties was seen in two office buildings that ha- that were basically leveled. Uh, the Pine Gold Guinness Corp or PGC house and the Canterbury television or CTV building. They were pretty much the only two modern buildings that had collapsed. Some historic buildings had pretty catastrophic damage and partially collapsed. Very famously, the Christchurch Cathedral, which was a late 19th century building, its spire collapsed, um, along with other portions of the structure. And other modern buildings certainly sustained pretty awful damage, but did not themselves fail or collapse. Now, a side note, the Hotel Grand Chancellor, which was a building that was modern, built in 86, it stood... Uh, It was like the second tallest building, I think, in Christchurch at the time at 26 stories. It was displaced so badly. They were afraid it was going to collapse, but they were able to um, uh, demolish it in a controlled manner. I was
2: going to say, sure. The following month. They're like, we can't just move it back to where it was. No,
0: we've got to bring this down. But it didn't collapse itself at the time. That's good. Yeah, it is. So the PGC building, let's talk about that one first. This is the pgc building before and in fact okay. if i'm not mistaken the picture i showed you before the two ladies hugging and scared Has this in and, the background I think, or I think it's her i think it's, her. I, think it's, her. I, think it's her. I think it's that building yep look at that
2: yeah you're oh my god yep. wow i've got
0: another picture of it too uh so it was so violently shaken That, like, the interior structure of it called the shear core, Mm -hmm. which is, like, steel and enforced concrete and the whole bit, failed. And it caused the entire structure to pancake down. So here is, like, a a simulation of what happened from the people who the government, uh, the firm that the government commissioned to investigate.
1: Wow.
2: So
0: look at that. It just looks like. You that happened, want to see a that, building falling that like that. that?
2: happened to a building.
0: A building. It looks
2: like it looks like some a little five-story ki- building. Looks like some little kid got mad with his Lego toy,
0: kicked it, and it fell over.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, that that yeah. happened for real.
0: This is some pictures of
2: mm. the,
1: of
0: that building. Just it just looks like a bomb. It looks like a bombing, mm-hmm. isn't it? So disturbing that in America we're more used to like, oh, that looks like a bombing, <laughs> not a natural well, disaster in
2: the center anyway.
0: Yeah, right.
2: But yeah, it it does look on a like a nine eleven type of it's scale. It's rubble. Yeah,
0: it's just disintegrated bits of building <clears throat> and building materials. So, so yeah, it just failed rescuers did manage to pull a number of survivals, survivals <laughs> survivors from the rubble of the building uh, and in fact there's actually this was in one of the official reports and it's it really shows like the the sort of um dichotomy mm-hmm. or whatever of a disaster it's basically two people who are pulled like two were office rescued. workers yes yeah. you can tell because they're in like their little mm-hmm. office shirts and everything they were pulled from the PGC building and they're like fucking raising hands triumphant. And you know what? Fuck yeah. yeah they're like Go we fucking, for it. They're
2: like we fucking Go made it. Go
0: for it cuz that must have been horrific and glad you made it. That's that's wonderful. So they did pull a number of survivors from that, survivors from that building. Uh some people were trapped for quite a while. One lady ended up resorting to tapping SOS in Morse code on her desk to try and like give a sign of life very smart on her on her part and they did find her one survivor ross blackler had just entered the building on the ground floor when the quake happened and he said quote i headed for the doorway and the door came down on top of me i had no choice i just stayed on the ground and covered my head i'm so happy to be alive Mm. end quote it's just one of those, like, what the fuck do you do? And he did the, in my opinion, the exact, the only thing he could have done. think he can. Cover your head. They tell you that mm-hmm. in in like uh, kid when you're in, in in school in a drill, you cover your head, like your head and your neck. If well, you want to you,
2: you want to you keep your brain intact.
0: That's right, and your spinal cord. Two things. Yep. Another survivor, and I'm going to give a major trigger warning for this next story because it gets pretty grisly. Another survivor, a woman named Amanda had her hand trapped under a desk. Rescuers were able to free her. um, And she witnessed three of her fingers fall off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then rescuers, sorry. (coughs) Rescuers obviously had to calm her down after that because that's a little disturbing Mm, to, to witness your own fingers falling off. That's horrible. All right. The rescuers pulled the last survivor from the BG- PGC building 22 hours after the collapse. So some people actually had to wait there almost a whole day, which is horrifying. As for the CTV building, we're gonna get into a whole other thing about that. But uh, that is what the podcast collapse is about. Hmm. Is specifically about the CTV uh, building. So here is the CTV building before. And it is six stories, in one, two, three,
2: four, five. okay Well, six. okay, so it's yeah. a
0: ground floor and then five, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and here it is oh after. My God.
2: It's not even there anymore. Nope,
0: just one wall. Wow. Everything else is literally just gone. So the CTV was the place where guess how many people of 185 died there
2: i would guess 150 it's not a fun game but
0: 115 you're not far off so like two-thirds of the people are uh
2: yeah yeah,
0: roughly right um
2: for simple math's sake
0: From one building, one building. Uh, That's not good, obviously. And I'll get into all that in the next section. But let's talk about who was in the building at the time. So because it was the CTV building and everything, CTV employees were there. So Canterbury Television employees were there. Um, They were the company's main tenant. They had the naming rights, et cetera. They were on the first and second stories. And of the 17 employees present at the time of the earthquake, one survived. Oh, Jesus. Um, their receptionist, Mary Jackson. Everyone else died. Yeah. The third story was vacant. Thankfully. Mm-hmm. Could have been worse. Bizarrely, it could have been worse. On the fourth floor was King's Education, which was an ESL, English as a Second Language School. Also had a medical clinic. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, on the, sorry, on the top floor was a medical clinic and a nonprofit counseling agency. Uh, 19 people in the clinic and one administrator at the nonprofit died. The majority of the casualties, as well as the majority of people present at the time of the earthquake, were at King's Education, the SL school. An estimated 131 people were present. And because it was an ESL school, many of the people there were from other countries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, including 27 students who were visiting from Japan
1: mm-hmm. and
0: who all died. Oh so 79 of the total casualties, about 40% of all the casualties in this entire earthquake were from this, were at this. One building. No. At King's Education. Or the at one the... One tenant. I
2: see yeah. Two
0: thirds of all casualties were in the building. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I said 79 at King's Education. I also saw collapse attributes 80 deaths at that. So there's a little, I'm not, a little slight discrepancy, but is there 79 or 80. The entirety of the CTV building came crashing down except for one exterior wall and a fire broke out that had to be extinguished. While most deaths at that building were likely due to directly to the collapse, it is also thought... Some people may have died by being burned Mm. because they were literally trapped. They couldn't go anywhere and were burned to death. And then possibly some people may have been drowned in the water used to extinguish the fire. Mm. Yeah. Uh, So, and like I said, this might be the, this is where I kind of get into that. This might be the worst thing about earthquakes that they start off a whole series yes, of they bad do. things. Yes, they so do. like tsunamis. Not in this case, but they can, right? Um well they definitely building in, collapses. in urban areas urban fires. areas
2: fires water mains being cut off, electricity being cut off. I mm-hmm. mean there's a, it's it's a chain effect of it is. Yeah. No it's
0: thanks. a I wrote here it's a panoply of tragedy.
2: It's that too. Yes. I don't know what panoply means, but I'm guessing it means a lot. Smorgasbord. Yes.
0: Yeah. The rest of the casualties were mostly sustained in the center of Christchurch and another 12 people died in the suburbs. While rescue efforts continued for about a week, no one was found alive after February 23rd, the mm-hmm. day after the disaster. Horrifyingly, the aftershocks weren't over by a long shot and continued literally immediately after the first aftershock occurred less than 15 minutes. After the 1251 uh, quake, it registered a 5.5 moment magnitude, and then it was followed by four more aftershocks that afternoon and evening, and they all registered at 5.0 or greater. Over 300 aftershocks were recorded in the following
2: week. Oh, my God.
0: We just had a break, and I realized that I just drank an 8.2. Mm-hmm.
2: So it'll be an interesting uh... pint.
0: I also just switched to a Guinness extra stout, That's and harmless. it was an interesting. From a saison to the Guinness was a very different taste experience.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think taxis and Raquel is here.
0: Would you like a little? Sip? I was say, well, you're fun. just
2: handing it to me.
0: I am just for. Malt is what I taste. Malt is what I taste. There, All right. This was a bad idea to take a break. I should have just kept powering through. Let's move on. Okay. Right. We were talking about people trodden in water from fire extinguishing. Yeah, Why happens. would I want to drink? Okay. It happens. So, uh, the uh, oh, three hundred aftershocks. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So aftermath. Aside from the horrible loss of life, the earthquake and resulting soil liquefaction, which is a thing as we've learned, had caused catastrophic damage to infrastructure. There were, of course, the many buildings destroyed in the initial quake, but subsequently thousands of buildings were found to be structurally unsound Mm. due to the damage they sustained and had to be demolished, including at least 10,000 homes people's houses that were identified and marked for demolition some of which were inspected and found to have had damage from the original september earthquake so it was kind of a combination Mm -hmm. Uh, that was also a point of um not controversy but just like investigation is how much damage had been actually done to some of these structures in the initial earthquake that like the aftershock was the final
2: right yeah sure
0: yeah An estimated 70,000 people were displaced. Uh, It was a truly devastating event that left the city and much of the country horribly traumatized. The earthquake was investigated by the most New Zealand thing ever. The Canterbury Earthquakes Royal Commission.
1: <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: I wish we had royal commissions here. I know we don't have royalty. We don't need royalty. We just need to name things royal. We have
2: plenty of commissions. Yes, not, we do. It's not royal And ones.
0: departments. Mm-hmm. We just need to start calling them royal for just no reason. Yeah. It's beautiful.
2: Like, uh, no, like nobody would question like the royal department of... Uh, taxation. The, the royal department of the environment.
0: Do you know? <laughs> I have seen British tax returns mm-hmm. several times now, and I believe it, I oh jeez I forget now I'm in, now I'm putting myself on the spot and I forget with the full, um, like we have the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service, right? Uh in in England they have something that starts with. Her Majesty's. <laughs> it's
2: Her Majesty's like the IRS. HM something something. No, it's, it's just Her Majesty's yeah. well, IRS. Could you
0: imagine if it was the Her Her Majesty's Internal Revenue <laughs> Service?
2: Yeah, that's the, probably what it's called. Her
0: Majesty's. There's more. I will read William my words. William Cavendish. <laughs> William Cavendish, Lord <laughs> Byron of Canterbury.
2: <laughs> I now appoint you, William Cavendish, to be the head. Of Her Royal Majesty's (laughs) Internal Revenue Service. (laughs) That's
0: not as funny as it is seeming right now. Because this is awful. It is. Everything is awful. Okay. So, the Canterbury Earthquakes Royal Commission published a seven-volume, three-part report by the end of 2012. Uh... Now, something that I found, so I've I've looked at, I will not say I've read or even perused through the bulk of, but I've read many official reports in due course of researching this podcast, and I've never seen this. Um, one of the things I found really nice and really remarkable and really decent is that in the report, this is the official government report, right? Mm-hmm. They include... Paragraph-long biographies of every decedent, every person who died, in wow. uh, every casualty, um, which it was really nice. Mm-hmm. It was really nice that they were uh, clearly, openly. Like acknowledging. it wasn't just a mass
2: of people that died. Right, it was, it was these were individuals, individuals that died and had. You got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: had lives. Had uh, yeah, I thought it was really sweet. Really, really sweet. I did not read 115 biographies, no. but uh, or no, sorry, 185. No, that, yeah. Yes, um, but yeah, I thought that was that was very sweet, and I wish we did that here in the states too. A major theme in the aftermath was the aforementioned world-renowned high standard building code. So, the vast majority of buildings in Christchurch and around Christchurch fared exactly. How you would exp- uh, Sorry, exactly. Because apparently people don't like how I say that. Egg. Exactly, as should be expected with such a high building standard. But why did two modern buildings, not historic buildings, modern buildings, literally collapse to the ground, like failed on a ridiculously catastrophic level? Um, and they caused the vast majority of deaths mm-hmm. too. I was just so, like, say, what yeah. happened there? So the building that saw the lesser casualties, only 18, and I say only with big, big quotation marks, right, uh, was the PGC building. The five, it's a five-story office building that was built in 1963. So a little bit back, right? Not like in super modern times, not like historic either. But you know, uh, at this point, almost. 50 years old. Yes. Almost yeah, like it's, 47 uh, years I'd old. That's it's, pretty to,
2: to a T you can put that in modern times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At the time the PGC met all building codes. So when it was built, it was, it was not poorly designed for the time. It sure. was correctly designed for the time. In 1997, the building was sold by the then owners, which was the Christchurch city council. And the new owner had the building inspected by a structural engineer. The engineer's report pointed out the building no longer held up to current code. I mean, because this was 34 years years later. later. yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So the owner undertook refurbishments and structural strengthening in 1997 and 1998. But because of the code surrounding the building's age and the fact that the proposed refurb wasn't changing the use of the building it would, still wouldn't be held to the same level of code as newer construction. So in other words, it was grandfathered in. Sure. Was not held to the same, same standards as uh, yeah. more modern buildings, yeah. So at both this point in the mid-90s and in 2007, when another report showed the building still did not meet modern code, it was pointed out that the building was susceptible to earthquake damage, but at no point was action required to be taken so it's not like anybody didn't do something they were told to do maybe that would have been the wise thing to do is to take some action but nobody like defied orders or anything like that so ultimately it seems to have been a bad combination of this building having not been held to the same standards as newer buildings allowing it to as it was fully legal and susceptible to failure on a level that was either not fully understood or possibly conveyed. Basically, the main problem was that building code didn't require owners to upgrade these grandfathered buildings. So, of course, recommendations were made to that such buildings be identified so that they could be right. Like we can't grandfather these no, buildings we can't. anymore. No, like it, this needs to be fixed. So, so now let's get to the CTV building. A lot of scrutiny was focused on it since two thirds of all the casualties happened in one building in a region wide disaster. That is a problem like that is an immediate problem, right? An entire volume of the seven volumes of the Royal Commission's report is dedicated to this one building. So the CTV building was built in 1986, soon after a key moment in New Zealand earthquake-ready building code history. So in 1982, building standards had changed around reinforced concrete, requiring better ductility. Do you know what ductility is? I
2: don't know. I've never heard that word, ductility.
0: But you know the concept. It's basically the idea. uh, It
2: sounds like a Disney Plus series. (laughs) Ductility.
0: Darkwing ductility. Yes. (laughs) cracking myself up now i'm cracking myself yes. Up right now yes you'll get, you'll get through raquel it. is here yes i will make <laughs> it i will make it through um so basically we've discussed this it's the idea that if you build something too rigid it will be more prone of course, to course yes right yeah so ductility because it,
2: it's trying to withstand a force that it can't withstand it can't
0: resist right yes. so if it can move a little bit and we're not talking like swaying no but, but like it has elasticity flexibility we're
2: talking, we're talking about has enough give mm-hmm. to where the whole fucking thing isn't going to come down
0: exactly well that wasn't really a thing in at least in new zealand building code until like prior to the early 80s so at <laughs> that, that wasn't point even, that
2: wasn't even building code here until like a decade no, you're later right, you're
0: right that was when yeah. that, because just like every other industry architecture engineering they evolve, and and so a big shift happened. Well, just before this was this building was built, that shift kind of happened, and they were like, "Okay, look, no, we need to make these like, buildings more ductile." Like what, what
2: we're doing isn't working. What's a new this, idea? This
0: might. Yeah. this will be better for yeah. it exactly. Not not so. to go.
2: It's not going to eliminate everything. What it is going to do is mitigate certain.
0: You're right absolutely right because they know they can't they can't, you can't prevent you dis-
2: can't defend against an earthquake right
0: you just they, can't they can't defend against damage but they can defend against failure catastrophic failure
2: and they can defend against how much damage
0: yes mm-hmm. mitigation that, that's, like you that's, said that's mm-hmm. all you're
2: trying to do is is yes. lessen the impact as much as you can
0: yes So the design of the CTV building did not include compliance with this updated code. It was not ductile. Um, And so it collapsed. And now this is a super simplified version of this. I literally wrote, but it's tax season. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) The engineering film that built the CTV building was called Allen. And I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Ray. It's R-E-A-Y.
1: R-E-A-Y.
0: Uh, consultants, eponymous to the owner of the firm, Ellen Ray, Ray assigned engineer David Harding to spearhead the building's design. So Ray thought, like, here's this guy, Harding. He's got good experience. Let's put him in charge of this project. He did not have the experience that Ray thought he did. Uh, And Harding knew that he didn't have That experience. But he kind of thought that Ray was giving him this assignment as like, uh, okay, like let's help you grow. I'll be mentoring you, I'll be helping you through this process, I'll be a little more hands-on. So he kind of accepted it because he's like, Okay, I'll be, I'll be sort of seen through this process. Um, no, that's not what happened. Basically, he was kind of on his own. So Harding is over here doing his best, but not super qualified, and also thinking that Ray should be helping him, and Ray's over here um thinking that harding is more experienced than he is more qualified and really taking a hands-off approach further ray is putting uh political pressure or just pressure on uh the uh council that will be uh, approving the permits and such mm-hmm. for the building and none of that is good so this resulted in a horribly designed flawed design and a lot of finger pointing like basically ray was like why didn't you tell me you need me help and uh harding was like why didn't you help me more (laughs) you know the commission found that the design itself never should have been approved in the first place and that not only did ray leave harding unsupervised he had also pressured a hesitant city board into approving the flawed design so yeah none of that was good uh so the legal proceedings against Alan Ray are long and storied and complex basically, they've been started, they've been dropped, they've been taken back Mm, up
1: again.
0: Um, It's, like, somehow under the hands of this engineering board,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: which is, like, was supposed to take disciplinary disciplinary action, and then Ray, like, dropped his membership, and they're like, oh, we can't do anything, he's not a member anymore, and then the courts decided, no, you really should be doing something, so now they've picked it up again, but basically, as of Ten years out of this disaster, he's not really received any formal punishment at all or any. There's not been a resolved legal consequence to Uh, it.
2: Unfortunately, also a, a trend.
0: Yeah. And the families of victims as well as survivors are understandably upset at the lack of resolution, especially by the Investigating Committee of Engineering New England, those charged res- with resolving the matter who have been met with a high level of criticism on their slow and dysfunctional disciplinary process. So. Mm. Um, in kind of like a bizarre twist that as far as I can tell is kind of on the sidelines, although apparently collapse gets into it a bit more, um, it ended up being revealed that the construction manager of the CTV, CTV building, uh, hit, a guy named Will Fisher, was actually a guy named, Gerald Shortcliffe he faked his cv mostly and his credentials and stole the identity of a man named William Fisher
1: okay to
0: complete this project now that all kind of came out because he testified before the commission like that outed him and his uh from what I can tell his nefarious purposes but at any rate from what I could tell like it didn't really change like it's not like it was all put on him mm-hmm. as like oh well you did something fucked up and this is why that um that all happened but if, with the CTV building but uh, I'm guessing it didn't help that the head of construction was not qualified to be doing Probably that Um, also this guy uh, had been convicted of tax fraud in 2005 so Really great guy. Anyway, so geologically speaking, the September fourth, two thousand and ten earthquake had an estimated aftershock count. I might take any stab at how many aftershocks measured, not always felt, but measured aftershocks.
2: I mean, it sounds like it could be several hundred. Like I'm I... eleven
0: thousand. Oh eleven thousand aftershocks mm. for this one earthquake 26 of them clocked in at over 5.0 or 5.0 or over moment magnitude wow. um but none including the original quake were as devastating as the february 22nd 2011 aftershock though additional shocks on june 13th that killed one uh, person critically injured two and december 23rd 2011 caused additional property damage mm. to the region the Canterbury Earthquake Recovery Authority was established in March 2011 to oversee the rescue efforts in and around Christchurch. The cost of rebuilding was estimated to be around 40 billion New Zealand dollars. All of the insurance claims from the event This is this is actually a really interesting factoid. All of the insurance claims from the event combined make it the fifth most expensive insurance event to have ever taken place anywhere wow. in the world. Yeah. That that seems kind of bizarre to me. Yeah. That, that's like, that's yeah. major. Ten years later, the rebuilding has left a stronger, more structurally resilient Christchurch, but the lasting emotional trauma of having the ground beneath the city liquefy in the middle of a late summer day may never truly be resolved. And that, my friends, is the... Granted, a bridged story of the 2011 Christchurch earthquake.
2: And I'm sure New Zealand will be happy to know we won't be living there. <laughs> Definitely not in Christchurch anyway. Like, uh, no.
0: I, I did not look into any other locations <laughs> within New Zealand. but um...
2: Earthquakes are scary as fuck. Oh, earthquakes they, they, are really good. They just scary. they just You're come right. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I mean there's how do you prepare for an earthquake? There are things you can do. Well,
0: and, and but for to be fair, New Zealand has done a lot of it, especially in terms mm-hmm. of building code, if things hadn't fallen through the cracks on that one mm-hmm. building. Imagine if if those two buildings, imagine if those two buildings had been like up to code. You could have pref- potentially prevented 133 deaths. That would have made this death toll. We don't know. So much I mean, less. I
2: could have. I mean, you're right, yeah. and we don't
0: know. I'm just saying.
2: The odds were better.
0: The odds would have been better, and that these were outliers. Mm. If they were just outlier buildings in a really unfortunate location during yeah. a really unfortunate event. Um, and the the sad thing is, like something that Stephen expressed um, as a sentiment is that like nobody's fucking paid for having done really shoddy workmanship Mm. even back in 86 on the one building the other building seems to be falling a little more in the it, it, it was just sort of the way the building code worked but this like weird miscommunication and poor design was i'm not saying that like people should be put through the ringer for it, necessarily. It's just that I completely understand the family's not feeling that there's been justice or sure. even an acknowledgement, really.
2: It's like um, when you have a uh, southern state in the United States, that state being Texas. Oh, boy. Now, I understand they're not used to dealing with freezing cold weather. I understand that.
0: I, I'm actually shocked that that's but, even happening, which I'm sure they are, too. But... Uh. Uh-huh.
2: You should have your electricity infrastructure should not fail in that moment, like I've because I've seen to
0: not fail because
2: I've seen all the stuff like well it worked great before this, that's great that's good I I'm glad that it worked great before this right, but when it's depended on the most that's when it really needs to work it's not like okay like let's say Tom Brady went to ten Super Bowls and lost them all like he was really great in the third quarter until they until they didn't win the game.
0: Does it matter? Yeah.
2: Like, it, you know, it's, it's the same kind of,
0: well, and also likewise, the CTV building was absolutely fine every other day. Mm-hmm. It was the day that it mattered. But the, the, the that stuff, A, it was the, one of the only buildings to
1: come, modern buildings. The stuff separate. going on
2: with Texas though, really upsets me. Cause mm. it's, it's, it's completely, capitalism. it's, well, it, no, it's, it's, well, passing the buck goes along with capitalism, mm-hmm. literally and figuratively. I'm speaking in the figurative manner. Mm -hmm. But people are trying to blame this, this, and that. It's like, you have one of the biggest um, power infrastructures, not in the United States, in the world. In the world. Like, Texas is known as we generate power. Mm -hmm. Through oil. Uh, You know what I mean?
0: Energy production, yep.
2: Yes. And, yeah, I get it. This is a random weird event. But it's like come on.
0: Well, but people because it's fully privatized, mm-hmm. uh, capitalism is okay with a with the death toll. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it works. Is that and we've talked about that, there there are literal there are measured decisions that say which is less expensive mm-hmm. settling all the law inevitable lawsuits or saving people's lives. And What's less usually expensive? A hundred
2: people dying or we invest in this.
0: And usually, it's well, the investing in this dying. is
2: yeah, you know, that's gonna cost us some money.
0: Yeah, these you are know,
2: we're not dollar we're not, decisions. These are
0: not human
2: decisions. Exactly. They're, yeah. they're, those companies are like, we're not gonna mm-hmm. be paying for those people's funerals mm-hmm. through a couple lawsuits. We might, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we can, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we can handle that. So, if you're in Texas listening to us, we're thinking about you, and oh, it's just a shit situation. And
0: and if you're any- and
2: and if I want to and if I see one more fucking thing about goddamn windmills. There are windmills in the Northeast and the Midwest. There are windmills all over the United States. I
0: don't. I don't quite get the. It it's do, a whole other thing. It
2: doesn't matter. I'm okay. not. I'm not going to play into the fucking
0: stupid conspiracy theory. Yeah,
2: it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's just like <laughs> the oil giant of the United States is trying to blame windmills on why the electrical grid is down. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, David, anyway. maybe
0: maybe we should just tune into Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> oh wait. Yeah, uh,
2: I wasn't going to bring that up.
0: <laughs> what did i say i just said oh right. oh, i can't anymore and that's no you, where still we'll leave that. you still can
2: you still can't tune oh. into rush limbaugh unfortunately yeah.
0: yeah that's where we'll leave that um but yeah this obviously <laughs> um this was a really big fucking national tragedy in yeah. new zealand and it's 10 years to the day when this comes out and um God damn! I mean, just uh it's just so sad, and, mm-hmm. and and it's one of those like
2: it seems to be mostly just what it is, mostly just a. a I mean, a, a I I would event. love
0: to see some closure for the victims mm-hmm. of the the hundred fifteen families, and I gotta think that a large so a large number of the casualties in that building were people who were um from other countries. Mm-hmm. And I gotta think maybe I'm just projecting Americanism onto think, New I Zealand. I think that's what
2: we're trying to do. But
0: that there might be some
2: I think that racism
0: is. slash nationalism at play in terms of not aggressively pursuing that. Um I know that if in the US um uh, a a a building was felled or bombed or whatever and the majority of people were non-US citizens it would get buried under the rug so much faster than if everyone was from us we Davis. already
2: we already saw that happen like you don't you don't want to know the fallout from uh like a governmental and logistical and uh what is the other word i'm trying to say judicial standpoint yeah. that a lot of victims of 911 felt mm. because there there were a lot of people that you know they're they were immigrants or whatever and mm. yeah their husband or Wife or whoever died in nine eleven, they were just fucking left out on their ass. And
0: well, and and uh, well, I'm always happy to dog on the U S. Um, <laughs> we have seen this happen in other places too. Grenfell Tower.
2: Oh god, yeah. Well, it's yeah.
0: Um. So yes, it is. It is sort of a, a world over thing. <laughs> Yay, we're racist everywhere.
2: Well, it doesn't have to do with um, that. It's it's more. See, to me, it's it's more. I think the focus needs to be taken less on race and more with class because that's a big part of it because yeah, right. because the racism part it just it it it's just bundled so elegantly with class Well,
0: because everyone's willing to look the other way on race if you've got money exactly so yeah, yeah. fair enough but yeah so i i hope that i mean it, it's it it's, is it's
2: it's a haves haves not issue yeah mm-hmm. that's what that's what you could, I mean, you could take that in into the story. I didn't necessarily. I just thought it was just well bad I, I circumstances. Think it's kind of, I think
0: it's kind of something there, but but at any rate, um, that the fact that Christchurch and New Zealand in general is so. Focused on building code probably, frankly, saved a lot of lives too. Sure. That there were just these couple of buildings that weren't quite up there for a couple of different yes. reasons, um, and that caused the majority of the of the deaths. Because if you think about it, like the ground turned to fucking liquid,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and aside from those two buildings, we're really talking like fifty some fifty ish
1: people mm-hmm. dead. Yeah, now
0: that's horrible. It is every single one um but that's better than it could have been mm-hmm. so I mean I I certainly fucking feel that New Zealand's doing something right in that they are and that's that's the impression I've gotten sorry Stephen I keep calling you out on this but um because you're my like conduit to New Zealand I do have a former bandmate who lives there too but um so it's interesting because St- Stephen and I'm so sorry, Stephen, if I'm mischaracterizing you, but seems to have slightly more libertarian slash conservative like bend. But for New Zealand, that's still like liberal. Right. In, in for, the US. I was gonna say <laughs> for for
2: New Zealand, that's still like like Democrat, like yeah. far left of yeah, what our right? what our national politics are. <laughs> and so the yeah.
0: just the complete different mindset of of course I'm gonna I'm gonna want whatever's yeah, best for like no. the my fellow countrymen.
2: We, we we still have we still have politicians <clears throat> in this country that are trying to blame an insurrection on another party that literally had nothing to do with oh my it. My God, that's that's how far we've devolved in this country.
0: So it's Any, just anyway. So like it, it that that's a st- I I just find that striking. But um, what a sad thing, and it happened ten years ago when this is when this is coming out, mm-hmm. and uh, just hope for. And and the thing is, like, it was such a widespread, because even 185 people died, th- hundreds of thousands of people were involved, mm-hmm. right? And traumatized. 70,000
2: people were displaced, like yep. you said.
0: Absolutely traumatized. Yeah. I can't imagine... Like, I got bit in the face by a dog, and now I see a dog, and I kind of, like, recoil. I can't imagine being a fucking no. earthquake. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Like, in terms of, are you just thinking that constantly the earth is going to well, turn we, into liquid beneath you? I
2: mean, we know what we're doing. What most of these people do, you just, you just get through it.
0: No, I, I you gotcha. Know? I'm just saying, yeah, you get through it, but it's not that it's not at a cost. It's not that it's not an emotional toll. Right. So I hope for a lot of people's sake uh in New Zealand that they've gotten some help and have been able to like move through this. But man, what a psychic toll. Some of this some of this shit. Oh, and it's another it's another scary one. Natural disasters are always so scary because there's literally zero control. You can blame uh you can blame you know greedy motherfuckers and negligent motherfuckers and everything else, but the earth like, what the fuck are you the going to do? The Earth doesn't really care. It's how it works. Yeah. It sucks.
2: So that was the 2011 Christchurch earthquake.
0: I was cheering the mic. <laughs> yes. Cheers. Cheers. That's what Cheers. made me laugh.
2: Cheers. <laughs> Taxis and Raquel is oh, in full Jesus effect. Christ, yes. So again, that was the 2011 Christchurch earthquake. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. We'll see you next week.